what I have come to find was that it was a total God moment of him being, this is your life's lesson. You're, there's no one more qualified than you to talk about this. You're listening to In It. This is for anyone who is in the trenches, in the process and pursuit of a life fully lived. And I want you to know that I'm with you. I'm your host, Lindsay Plebiak. Let's do this. Welcome to season two. I am thrilled that you are here and I am thrilled that you are joining me for another round of In It. <laughs> Man, you guys, this show, this show has been a labor of love and honestly something that I am the most proud of. I'm so proud of In It. I'm so proud of creating a community online in this way in a podcast that people actually want to listen to. They care about it. They identify with the message. It's speaking to them. There's people invested in the storytelling. There's people invested in wanting to be here and learn and listen. And I do not take that lightly. And I'm really, really proud of one year of having this show. I said in the intro to season two that I took two months, which can I just be real for a second? The last episode I put out was two months ago. I feel like life and an eternity has passed in two months. I, f I have changed in two months. I don't know if you have changed, but I have changed. I have shifted. My life has been radically altered in the last two months. And I think that you might be able to, to, to see that if you've been following me closely online. And season one was so much of this kind of me figuring it out. And I think what I've come to figure out, what I was searching for, and where even though I was creating and I was kind of looking for my point of this show, I think the point of this show is going to be revealed in season two. And yes, I'm still here to support the business owner, the entrepreneur, the creative, the person that's trying to create something amazing with their life. But as I said in the intro, I'm it's very important to me that we get to the heart of things because I feel that it is urgent and I feel that it's really important for whoever's listening to understand that there's a reason that you're here and that your life matters and that you have something that you are trying to make happen and you, you want to see it come to pass. And I think what I have picked up on, and the first episode of this series is kind of kind of lay the groundwork, is just how much we get in our own way from actually making things happen. I saw a quote by Adam Grant, who is somebody that I super respect as far as their content goes. And I'm going to say now that that man's going to come on my show. I don't know when, but he's coming on the show. Adam Grant, you're the goat. He said a quote literally yesterday that I saw that was like, maybe it's like studies show that people really are for you, that your peers are for you. And when you look at partners and, you know, people alongside in life, people really are on your team. They might really be cheering you on. And I think sometimes we think that people are getting in our way and kind of the whole point of season two is kind of shining a light on how you may be the one that is 
your harshest critic, not the haters, not these masses, not this veiled thought of everyone judging you, but perhaps you may be the one that's actually creating the harshest damage to your progress. And I think the only way that I can even talk about this and be here in this format and create a season that's really focused on helping somebody become aware of how much maybe they're sabotaging themselves, how much they're really doubting themselves and how that that is ultimately creating catastrophic results in what you want to experience is because I have struggled with self-doubt probably more than any other human (laughs) that I know. I think that that's the funny joke. I think that's like the funny part of it is I actually was asked at the beginning of the year, it was so funny, right? Right around Christmas. This is kind of where this whole thing started to get birthed. You know, I was kind of just doing my thing. I'm creating in it. We're like, we're having a great time. You guys are loving the content. It's so good. And um, and, and it's so fun. And, and I'm kind of just taking the steps as they go. But my life got really disrupted around December. December, my life got really disrupted. I was asked to speak for the company that I am partnered with, I was asked to do a training of this masterclass series that was being released to our entire field, which was probably about 500,000 people to do a training, a masterclass training. And I said to myself, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe, you know, they're going to give me, you know, how to sell well or how to build a team or how to create strong culture and vision. I've taught on culture before. So, and how to create and build a culture that, and things that people want to be a part of. And I was like, oh, and they said, we want you to do a training on self-doubt. And I thought that it was so peculiar that was given to me. Like I didn't, I didn't get to pick topics. I didn't get to like figure out like, oh, maybe this would be, oh, I think I'd feel like I got this. They were like, we want you to train on self-doubt. And it rocked me because it was the first time that I felt so (laughs) oddly uncomfortable. And I kind of blanked. I kind of went blank. I was like, self-doubt. How do I, how, what? (laughs) I Guys, they asked me to do a masterclass training on self-doubt. So, wait, so let me wait, so let me get this right. You, you want me. <laughs> you, you want me, me, <laughs> to come and teach people about how to navigate self-doubt. Are you aware that I have more self-doubt than anyone probably in this company? So why do you want me to teach a master class that those words sound sophisticated and very beyond my pay grade and very elevated? Um, you want me to teach a master class on self-doubt. And it was the first training of the entire series that was getting rolled out. Gang, this rocked me. This rocked me. I was frozen. I was frozen. I was completely frozen in that moment trying to be like, wait a minute. (laughs) How's this going to play out? I don't, it was the first time I was rendered speechless. It was the first time in so long that I actually had to think really, really hard about how to actually help someone navigate it. And what I have come to find was that it was a total 
God moment of him being like, hey, this is your life's lesson. You're There's no one more qualified than you to talk about this. And I took a really deep breath. And I cried a lot. <laughs> and I felt crazy. And it was so intriguing to me that the thing that I was going to be teaching a master class on, I felt the most unqualified in that moment, like imposter syndrome, all those things. Well, as I leaned into the training and as I really started to like work with the, the copywriter and kind of get this all out there, I didn't realize how much that exact theme, it came out, the training was highly successful. Everybody really benefited from it. And I had heard great feedback. It was awesome. But what I didn't anticipate when I was doing that training was recognizing how much that was setting the stage for what was coming for now and for other endeavors. <laughs> and I truly feel and believe that I am the person that is meant to speak on this because I'm watching it in real time now after processing it myself for so long, recognizing how much this concept is truly derailing and affecting and getting so many people off course, hesitating, not taking action on things that they are like wanting to do. And so for today's episode, what I really kind of want to begin laying the groundwork for and, and what I really want to invite you into for this season is First and foremost, understanding that at the core of this theme of self-doubt, it is ultimately a lack of trust in yourself. It's ultimately this idea that you're inherently missing something or lacking something or struggling with feeling like you can truly accomplish what you're wanting to set out. And I think this goes beyond more than just something that you can outstudy or outmaneuver or read a lot of books. You know, I I don't I think I've seen a lot of of trainings and teachings and coachings and things about how to become more confident. Thing that I've realized through much of my discovery is that some of the most confident people are still navigating self-doubt. It's not something that can be eradicated. And those who proclaim that they have none or don't struggle with it are simply lying to you or leaving out major details and the part of their process that they're not bringing to the surface. I think self-doubt is something that all of us experience. If we're creators, if we're entrepreneurs, if we're just people that are trying to do something, I think maybe the only people that don't encounter self-doubt are those that maybe have no aspirations for life and are completely content in status quo. I think they might be the only ones that may not experience this or those that are so disconnected from self, they wouldn't even know that they're working through self-doubt. <laughs> I think that that's probably the biggest thing that I've seen across the board is how many people are actually combating this on a daily basis, but they're not naming it. They're not calling out what it really is. And that's why I started the whole season, the promo with all of those limiting belief languages, like all those words and all those things that I put into context, I literally said like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I'm, I, what do you think? You know, oh, no one cares what I have to say. And the thing that's so wild about this 
this experience in this time is very much like the transition episode, the last episode I did from the last season, this transition element, as much as I saw that that was playing out with many people when we recorded it, right now in real time, what I'm observing more than anything is this very concept of people that have dreams, goals, aspirations, they're wanting to reach for something more. They have something in their heart that they know that they're qualified to do or that they've set out to do or that they're feeling called to do rather, but they're not taking action on it. And all they're doing is spending so much time just continuing to disempower and put down that concept. And I'm seeing it across the board. I've had so many conversations, even just this week alone with so many people that I'm hearing being like, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I have what it takes. Like, what if, what if this, this, and this? So much energy going into killing the idea that it's never going to happen. And instead of actually taking the time, the energy, the thoughts of actually executing said concept, they're just thinking about it. They're just thinking about what they are doing or not doing. And what I'm finding is that that's, that overthinking, it's, it's taking over. I mean, every human being I'm talking to right now is saying that they feel like they're holding themselves back. Every human I have talked to right now, I feel like there's this next step for me. I feel like there's this thing. I feel like I want to go here. I feel like I'm meant to do this, but I'm holding myself back. Why? Why is everyone? I just want to ask the question, like, why are we holding ourselves back? Why is everybody saying that they want to do this great thing, but there's this feeling of hesitation. There's this lid that is pressed down where it just feels like nobody can bust through. And so much for me in season two is like, you know what? I'll go first. I will bust through. I will speak to you. I will come out here boldly and I will begin doing what I know that I'm supposed to do, that I'm called to do. And I will use my voice to be able to hopefully carve a path forward for others to be able to take those steps towards what they're wanting. And I think that sometimes that's all it takes. So this is really like the heart of season two is just like, you know what? Like I will go first. I will put myself out here and say that I have allowed self-doubt to rob so much of me. And I've allowed the stories and the thinking and the thoughts to really quiet my passions, my dreams. And I think that that's something that I had to come to terms with, you know, at the end of the day, I think we want to give credit or we want to like give credit to, to the wrong things. Like I think people, instead of being able to just get with the mirror and just get in front of the mirror and just be like, yeah, man, okay. We want to, we want to deflect. We want to deflect the responsibility because that's simpler and more easy than being able to own that calling and that plan that you see for yourself. It's so much easier to deflect to the timing or to the haters or what are people going to think of me or what are they going to think? Like, I cannot tell you how many people say, I just, what so-and-so is going to think X, Y, and Z. That's why I referenced that Adam Grant quote. Maybe, maybe the truth, there's two scenarios. Maybe the one scenario is, yeah, everyone's going to judge you. Cool. Okay. The other scenario is maybe they're already on your team and they are rooting for you and they want you to win. And I guess the third and final scenario, the one that's probably the most realistic and likely, is that it's probably both. 
it's probably people will judge you. (laughs) And then you will have people that are on your team that already want you to win. And at the end of the day, when it's all said and done and neither of these people even really matter and you're left with yourself, please somebody cue ankle biters, Paramore, Haley Williams, the genius that she is. Like someday you're going to end up alone, ankle biters. It's like, why are we putting our energy and our time into people that are, that are this, this ankle biter concept? It's like someday you're going to be on your own. So what does it even matter? All of that to say, what I want to argue is maybe, yeah, maybe there are those haters. Maybe there are the people that are not going to understand. Maybe they will be those judges. Okay. But what I want to reconcile today is that, yes, maybe those people do have a level of influence and and power over the current situation of why you're not taking action. But what I want to really argue boldly is that that doesn't even compare to the level of influence and power that you are diminishing from your current self by even allowing those thoughts to exist. You have so much power over what you decide for yourself. And I think if we're constantly just in this like gridlock of thinking, I think we're never going to get it done. I think we're going to just walk around and we're going to be frustrated. We're going to feel disempowered. We're going to lack passion. We're going to lack drive. We're going to feel so incomplete because we have allowed ourselves to ultimately self-sabotage. That's truly what it is. It's allowing ourselves to allow this noise the beginning of the intro, I wanted it to feel chaotic. I wanted the person that was listening to, to feel like they might have identified with the words that I recorded and also kind of be like, wow, this is kind of negative. You know, I wanted there to be a strong visual of how much what we are saying to ourselves and how much talking that is going on in our head is actually the biggest threat and problem to us being able to actually produce and create what we're trying to do. It's not these external forces as much as it is the internal forces, as much as it is a mental game, as much as it is your own voice telling yourself, I don't like what I have to say isn't interesting or no one cares what I think. You know, something that I had to come to terms with and something I said the other day, I, I wanted to post about something and and I and I caught myself in the middle of it and I literally said, oh, this is so... Dumb. Maybe like no one even cares about this. And I actually heard myself say that. And that wasn't, a, that wasn't no critic. That wasn't nobody else. That was my own voice. And I was so caught. I finally became cognizant to like the way I was speaking about my own thoughts and my own ideas and my own perspective. It's like, no wonder I struggle to speak. Like I want to speak, but no wonder I struggle to speak when the voice that's playing 24 seven is one of nothing but sabotage and beratement. And 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 I am going to go here for a minute and it may not be a fun thought, but I'm going to go here. I know I have a lot of believers that listen to my show and followers. And frankly, gang, I think too much credit is given to this enemy force that simply is like not actually it. I think it is you. (laughs) I think it is your own voice that is completely derailing yourself. So like literally no joke, while I was in the middle of filming this episode, like literally right now, I was in the middle of my thought and it was so good. 
And I was going and I was going and the camera that is filming me right now actually turned off in the middle of it. And when I got to go look at the footage, the lighting had changed. And guys, if you know me, I am pretty ghetto when it comes to my camera gear, which is like why it's so funny. It turned off and it stopped working. And then I looked back in the footage. It was all blown out because it it's a long story. It was manually exposed. Yeah, it's it's so it's so tragic. Like it's a car wreck, okay, as I'm talking. And I saw it and there was a lot of resistance I had even this morning to like getting to record this stuff. And I started just the spiral literally just started as I was working on this episode. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, here we go. The resistance. This is a sign. It's too much effort. Like I probably should just shut it down. It's like, are you kidding me? In the middle of me recording this episode, I'm literally getting hit with like my own self-doubt. That's how violently crazy this process is and what I really want to challenge like the listener to right now. I think a lot of times we want to give credit to external forces. Yeah, my camera stopped working. That that sucked. But at the same time, you know, is it really this like, you know, dark like, like, why did the camera not working equal me being like, this isn't worth it? Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, that's what I'm trying to talk about right now. Like, we get hit with this, like, story or we get hit with a problem and, like, suddenly, like, or an obstacle or a struggle and suddenly it's, like, it means something about us. This is what I'm talking about. And we're, what I really do want to challenge right now is I think sometimes people aren't even aware at how much they're self-sabotaging themselves. I, there's no one, there's no one here stopping me. There's no, yeah, the camera stopped, but like my voice is still going. And I am so proud of myself that I've grown enough to be able to like, I took a moment, I was annoyed, but I like came back to it and I was like, all right, keep going. Like, just don't overthink it. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm really proud of the growth that I've had in myself to not like, you know, beat myself apart. But like, that's what I'm trying to say is that rarely oftentimes what I think's happening is I think I think we are thinking that it's something outside of our own thoughts. You know, another thing that I've picked up on a lot as well is a lot of people are saying things like, I don't know what to say. Okay, I don't know what to say. What do I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. What do you think I should do? You know, what, what do you, let me call that friend and get the friend's advice and perspective. Let me call my business mentor. Let me get the mentor's advice. And listen, I'm all here for getting, you know, positive feedback from the people that you need. But at the end of the day, if you are constantly looking outside of yourself for your answers, if you're constantly saying the words out loud, I don't know, I don't know, I can't, I can't, you are quite literally creating that reality of the fact that you cannot speak. I don't know what to say. It's implying that like the answers are somewhere outside of you rather than like pressing into the uncomfortable moment of being like, you know what, like I am not sure what, sh what I should say, but maybe if I create a space for me to think about what I want to say and then actually take the action to go say it regard without judgment, then maybe we're going to get somewhere, you know? And I think that's what I've been seeing across the boards is just these thinking thoughts of, it's like everybody right now is just doing nothing but thinking about what they want to do and nobody is taking any action on what they want to do. Everyone is hesitating. Everyone is hesitating. And today is that day that I just want to like call out to everybody and be like, hey, like 
this right here, right now, this hesitation that you're constantly in, guess what? News flash. You were in that hesitation yesterday. You were in that hesitation a week ago. You were in that hesitation a month ago. You were in that hesitation six months ago. You were in that hesitation a year ago. Because you know what? I've had conversations with you and you've talked about the fact that you've hesitated now for a year and your idea is still not executed. You keep saying it's coming, it's time, it's ready, it's going to happen. But you know what? You still haven't done it. You're still hesitating. Look at all that time that all that hesitating has already taken from you. Maybe enough is enough. I really believe that there has to come a moment where the thing that you're wanting, the pain of not executing that has to become greater than you, the, the current situation that you're in. I think if you're actually going to do something and you've been holding off or you've been hesitating or you've been doubting yourself so strongly, clearly what I would tell you is that you're not uncomfortable enough without that thing. Like, you know, like you're, you, you haven't reached a level of where the pain of not executing it has become greater than the pain of remaining. And as long as you stay in the pain of remaining and you're, I don't know, I'm the, I'm just going to beat myself up. And this is the, like, as long as that pain is more intense then the pain of you not doing the thing that you want to do, you're never going to get it done. You're never, it's never going to come to fruition. And then we'll be here another three months, another six months, another year. And it's going to be like, yeah, it's time. It's time. No, it's, it's still not done because you're still in this place of choosing these thoughts, these stories. And look, I get it. I get it. This is not easy work. I think if this was easy work, there would be a lot more people that would be making things happen. But I think at the end of the day, the people pleasing or the, the worries of what others think or not wanting to rock the boat or really more than anything, just choosing a disempowerment place. I know I had a friend, my friend talked about how like oftentimes we know what we need to do. It's not a matter of whether we know it or not. We say we don't know, but truly I think we do know which also I don't know is such a disempowering thought. Like, I don't know. It's like, I don't, you don't know. That's so disempowering to say, I don't know. You know, it's like, well, I, a lot of times if I'm coaching somebody, I'll say, well, what if you could know? If you could know. And typically when I say, if you could know, then they suddenly know. And what my friend said is a lot of times we actually do know what we need to do. There's just an actual unwillingness to pursue it. There's truly an unwillingness to push through and to actually say, hey, despite the fact that I am doubting myself, I am willing to take action. I'm willing to step forward. And that's what I talked about with this concept of overcoming self-doubt. Listen, I haven't met one successful person in this world who has ever overcome their self-doubt. Overcome means to no longer like wrestle with it. And I think you can get really good at managing it. And I think it, you can get in a really good place of not allowing it to like take over. Like today when my camera stopped working, I had a couple moments there where I was really feeling it, but I was able to manage it enough to execute it. But to overcome it would have meant I didn't even feel it. And I don't really know if anybody at any point 
in their career, there's going to come a moment with whatever they're pursuing where they're going to, or a hard season or something that's going to create some sense of self-doubt. Like it's going to happen. But I think the hold that it has on you drastically decreases the more action that you take and the more that despite the thought being there, you step forward. That's really, I think, the secret. It's not about overcoming. It's about partnering with your self-doubt in order to execute and to be able to get your ideas out into the world, get your thoughts out into the world. You know, what what what, what are we going to do? Are we going to go to the end of our life and, and you're going to be there and think, oh man, I just spent my whole life watching other people executing and doing the things that I wanted to do. It's like, if that's the case, like throw your phone in the river. <laughs> Why are we going to spend our life watching other people get out there and put themselves in places that we long to desire and yet we can't even find a little bit of courage to be able to stop hesitating and start moving in those directions, partnered alongside of our self-doubt with our self-doubt, permission to start with being scared, permission to start with self-doubt, permission to start when you don't know. <laughs> permission to start, permission to press in, permission to begin, permission to begin again, and to like really just own it, to just really own it. I think more than anything, people are looking for other people that can just own who they're about, what they're about, because I think it gives us all a little bit more permission to do it for ourselves. And I, like I said before, think about how much time you're spending in your life looking over here, looking over there, what, thinking of this person, thinking of that person. All the while, the time is just ticking, man. It's just ticking. And I know it doesn't feel like it is, but it is. And we really only have today and we really only have right now. And so throughout this series, I really want, I really want to invite you in to this self-doubt story, this self-doubt journey. And I really want to help us be challenged and to know that there is a way through it if we're willing to work through it, if we're willing to go through it together, if we're willing to press in, even when it's tough, that much can happen in partnership with self-doubt. Trust me, I know. I mean, after all, I you know, taught a masterclass on it. <laughs> I'm really excited for season two. I'm so glad that you guys are here. Continue to tune in with me every single week for, you know, the foreseeable future. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to In It. If you are loving this show, please take a moment and rate, review, and subscribe. Your reviews and rates really help get our message out there. And when you subscribe, the episodes will automatically download to your phone so that you'll have them as soon as they launch. Thank you guys for always tuning in. You're what makes this so special. <laughs>